0: You know. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine.
1: Sorry about that. Normally the show never runs over and for some reason just wouldn't stop talking.
0: Oh, no worries. That's quite all right. I'm still getting used to this. So. <coughs> so, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good. This we is Mary, right? bre-
1: It is Mary and we're finally breaking okay. the hot snap here in Minnesota.
0: Oh, good. That's good to hear. I didn't know you guys were having a heat wave, so that must be a relief.
1: Oh, it's been in the hundreds, and it's not normal.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you guys are more infamous for the cold temperature, so that must be really, I don't know, not very comfortable when you're not used to it.
1: Yeah, it's the humidity that kills us but like my kids have adapted so now they're playing outside at
0: like 6 o'clock in
1: the morning because we're uh-huh. not allowed out of the house after 11 o'clock in the morning
0: oh I see
1: because it's just we're running you know in the 70 80% humidity rates and dew points so it's oh. like 112 outside oh that's awful Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So what would you like to talk about today?
0: Um, I think something that maybe would be helpful for people based on the things that we've covered already is just at least to start with um, signs that your metabolism is working well. Because we all know some of the common diet tips. I've talked about how some of those can be incorrect and why based on the metabolism, but I wanted to give people some concrete signs to look out for, like if they're dieting to make sure that they're on the right track with their metabolism still. So we can start out with uh, some signs to look out for. Um, One of the big signs uh, is going to the bathroom regularly. Usually people think about fiber when they think about that. But actually um, you know, The amount of food you're eating Can affect your metabolism Which is what will control Your digestive cycle So that's a major sign If you start going to the bathroom less That's actually your body telling you it isn't getting enough energy Regularly to keep that up And Going to the bathroom regularly Is really important for weight loss Overall So there are things that you can do that kind of deprive your body to kind of force that weight loss, or you can work with its natural system to help with weight loss. And that would include things like supporting your microbiome by simply making sure you're eating enough through the bathroom enough. Because if not, your body will start to hang on to the little energy it gets, and it will not produce enough energy regularly to create those bowel movements because those bowel movements are actually caused by muscle contractions. And if your body over time doesn't believe that it's gonna get the food that it needs on a regular basis to survive optimally, then it will start to downregulate those systems. So that's a big red flag. Of course, fiber can play a part, but if, if your balance has been the same pretty much and you're doing something like just controlling your portions more, Then that's a major red flag that's pretty obvious that there's something going actually wrong and another big sign that people may not realize is your hair falling out suddenly um, or thinning hair that's something that can happen as a result of low thyroid but people don't realize that your thyroid works in conjunction with your metabolism so if your thyroid Um, isn't being fed by the proper amount of calories then it's not going to give your body enough energy so it's not just a matter of your thyroid in and of itself it's how you're feeding it and if you're feeding it enough to work because obviously if you're not being fed you can't perform like you should and another sign would be low energy for the same reason if you're not feeding your thyroid your energy factory of the body basically then you're going to have really low energy and it's going to feel like a big chore to do something. And this is where diets can become super counterintuitive because it's like you want to work out. You want to tone that muscle. You want to be more active because you know that's what involves a healthy lifestyle. But when you're not, you have to first commit to eating enough to give yourself the energy to do that. So it can kind of be, Um, a catch-22 when you're trying to do everything quote-unquote right, but you're not allowing yourself. The energy that you need to get started and to start that momentum as far as the movement and everything that you need to just have a well-rounded, healthy lifestyle that includes being motivated and having a zest for life. A couple
1: quick questions for you. They're not going to be quick, Mm -hmm. but a couple questions Mm -hmm. for you. One is like when you get up and you go to exercise, is it a good idea to eat before or after you exercise?
0: Yeah, and the I mean, other one
1: is, is, how do you feed your thyroid?
0: Yeah. Okay. So as far as the eating with exercising, um, it kind of depends on the health of the person, of course. Like everything is just so nuanced, but generally it's better to eat first. I mean, especially if you have a history of restrictive dieting or under eating or if you're just low energy in general, it's better to get something in. And I know a lot of people have low energy or low appetite in the beginning of the day, which is where something like a smoothie could come in or even like some kind of protein bar that has good ingredients, Um, you know, something really easy, even fruit, Whatever's going to get some kind of glucose in you. It's going to give your body that signal that it is being fed. It's not just being taxed, if that makes sense. And as far as, feeding...
1: oh, sorry. No, it makes perfect sense. I always wondered it because, like, in the military, we wouldn't mm-hmm. work out before breakfast. But if we were mm-hmm. doing, like, our PT, but if we're doing marches and stuff, we would always carry granola bars and have a snack along the way. Interesting. So I... Yeah,
0: that makes sense
1: never understood why and you don't question things you just do things you know when you're going to boot camp so i was just curious No, yeah. not yeah, that I'm out curious on my own to... what do i do you know right right right
0: yeah yeah and some people don't realize they don't even take the time to observe how their body feels one way versus another they just do it because they're following guidelines but um yeah, and, and what really has the the major impact on that is if your liver has enough glycogen in it, people that are healthier, that are better fed, that are more adapted to carbs, they eat carbs regularly so their body isn't in that famine or that fight-or-flight fight or state, then they can do something like that in the morning or maybe some morning. They just won't feel like eating, not because they're never hungry, but just because they're fulfilled or maybe they had a really late dinner And they didn't do a lot before bed if that makes sense so it can become intuitive but especially i think in our culture that actually people tend to have been through diets all throughout their life i would suggest first trying to eat first and get your appetite regular and then later on you can see how you do with that nuance Um, and yeah that does kind of segue into the answer to your question about the thyroid the way that you feed it is with energy, which is calories. So there are nutrients that are specifically um, helpful for the thyroid, but something that is just never talked about and blows my mind is that calories feed the thyroid. So if it's not working properly, then you have to first—I mean, people get prescribed thyroid medicine just automatically, but. I guarantee it often isn't asked to them how much are you eating do you know what your calorie intake is because people may not realize they're not even getting half as much as they need and your thyroid is basically like the furnace of your body and you might know that a lot of people might or they may have never heard of it but basically it is what kind of turns your calories into energy so of course you're gonna need the fuel for the fire but in addition to the energy, of course, you're going to want something like iodine that's really vital for the thyroid. So things like seaweed, dairy in the U.S., um, seafood, anything that comes from the sea. And um, selenium is really important to balance that out. Um, it will help the thyroid work properly in addition to iodine. You don't want to take just iodine without selenium because that's when um, you'll hear... Some people warn against taking, like, too much iodine or something because of the thyroid and how it's done. You need selenium with it. And there have been studies showing that when you do take a higher dose of iodine, as long as you take selenium, there isn't a negative effect. So it's really important to know about those cofactors. So I'm glad that you asked. Um, And then salt. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Where do you find selenium other than a supplement?
0: Like is there foods you can get it in? Mhm. Brazil nuts are like a super, you know, easy source for like vegans and pretty much everyone can eat a nut. I mean, except people with nut allergies, but um thankfully a lot of seafood which does supply iodine also has selenium. So, seafood? Something like even salmon is fine. That has iodine and selenium. And it came from the sea, so it has that iodine, even though it's not like always in the sea, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, and other good sources, are some things we've talked about before, like organ meat, like um, liver, you know, those things that our ancestors used to eat, like the heart, all of the organs that used to be so cherished because of those. Um, and even eating the thyroid which again used to be like a major um, prize food is, you know, it, it has all those nutrients in it it has iodine, all the things that you need to your thyroid so, we'll see. We'll see.
1: you know it blows my mind when you talk about things like that like our ancestors who didn't have all this technology have all this knowledge from scientists mm-hmm. knew what to eat, what mm-hmm. to do to be healthy. And, you know, the dad or the head of the household always got the prize, you know, got the, the organs because they worked the hardest. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of gotten oh. away from that, but our bodies are worse now because of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and to a point, I think it's like over intellectualizing things. We're trying to isolate everything and break it down when really the answer is kind of within. Based on what you said, you know, we have the knowledge if we can stay in touch with our body and not get out of touch based on what we're being told or even what like the science says necessarily. Your body is the major or is the main um, deciding factor. Oh, yeah, that's really good point and really cool. I agree. You know, I have the benefit of
1: liking liver, so I eat it a lot, but, you know. Oh, that's amazing. Right, but, you know, the thing is, is everyone looks at it like, oh, gross, that's, you know, they think that it's bad for you because it pulls the toxins out of your body. It's like mm-hmm. you're not eating the stuff that was in the liver. That's all cleaned out. It's all flushed mm-hmm. out of your system. It's basically, you
0: know,
1: I explained to my kids that the liver is kind of like a bag of charcoal.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it. Um, yeah, the gallbladder is more what I wouldn't want to eat, which is what holds the bile and all the stuff that comes through the liver, you know, and nobody really eats the gallbladder for that reason. Yeah. it would be super sour and disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. Do you eat it with onions, or how do you prepare your liver?
1: I take it and I um, fry it. For me, I fry it with a little bit of flour, and then I use olive oil. And I eat it as a sandwich. For my kids, I fine chop it up and mix it with hamburger and put it in, Mm -hmm. like, tacos or um, hamburger helper. I mask it so they don't know what it is it looks just like ground mm-hmm. and then they get their thing but i'm in fortunate where my daughter loves seafood so she gets a lot of her stuff from like shrimp
0: awesome that's cool yeah i've tried like the ground beef labeled you'll see it labeled ancestral blend in that is like the ground beef with all the organs and it doesn't taste different at all so if people mm-hmm. are looking for convenience or short on time or something that's an option just look for the ancestral blend and like the health food stores and mm-hmm. stuff like that for ground beef and a lot of times a local um farmer will provide that sometimes for even cheaper actually hmm
1: you know, a lot of little, a lot of butcher shops too will even, you know, you go and ask, they'll give it to you for next to nothing, if not free, because okay. it's not a big oh. item that's out.
0: Exactly. It's like, so in a way we're, we're in a good position right now, you know, get all the nutrients, save money on a multivitamin and get your meat for cheaper. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of times when I do that, I'll actually buy the little bit fatter hamburger so that when I fry it up, because it, it's a very lean meat, I won't have mm-hmm. to add that extra oil in there to cook it.
0: Yeah, and I'm so glad to hear that because fat is so valuable. That's actually where a lot of the fat-soluble vitamins are, and people will strain that stuff out, which is like, it's fine if you want to strain some of it out or whatever, but there are benefits. That they're losing, and it just depends on the rest of your diet, I guess, but and what your goals are. But especially if you're eating a grass-fed animal, there's really, you know, a lot of vitamin A and things like that, and things that can help you with weight loss as well in the fat. <coughs> um, now, okay. what
1: about the fat when it comes to cats? Because I've heard that the kids need that extra fat for their brain development as opposed to buying more lean and restricting mm-hmm. that, the fat out of the meat. Because I know yeah, some parents are naked. so you know, retentive that they will actually literally rinse off their meat after they cook it to make mm-hmm. sure all the fat has gone out of it.
0: Horrible. Yeah, that's what my parents used to do and that's like unbelievable to me now when I sit in nutrition class. I was like, oh no. Um, but yeah, exactly. It's so important, especially for kids because they need that energy, first of all, for growing and their brain is still developing and the brain is mostly made out of fat. So you certainly don't want to be restricting fat. A lot of times p- kid parents are just Trying to be mindful, trying to do the right thing, which a lot of the standard diet advice is, you know, minimize your dairy fat, minimize, like, cheese, and you always want to limit all of those things. So, when you're taking it out of the meat, then where are they getting it from, you know? So, they need it for hormones. Fat is essential for certain hormones. And even for the digestive function, you need it for the gallbladder. So there are children that can have gallbladder issues and need their gallbladder removed because they're not eating those natural whole kinds of fats that feed their bile that are going to help them excrete toxins and digest properly by emulsifying any fat that they eat. So then if you're filtering out the fat in with meat and not giving them the dairy, the butter and things like that in the amounts that they actually crave because their body's asking for it, then where are they going to get it from? They're going to get most of their fat from things like, I don't know, Doritos, Cheetos, anything processed. Even if you're eating, you know, the natural or organic processed foods, one of the, you could say worst things about it is that they have these highly processed polyunsaturated fats. So it's not the good polyunsaturated fat that's kept in a good state that hasn't gone rancid but rather it is essentially rancid and that's really important because like i said their brain is made of mostly fat so your body uses the fat that you take in so that's going to be used to make their cells and it's going to make faulty cells it's going to make it so their cells aren't protected so toxins can get in so they have leaky cells and a leaky brain And that can cause things like nervous system problems, excitotoxicity is what it's called. And that can lead to things, symptoms like attention deficit and things like that to where they're just having a hard time focusing. And it's just because there's not that stability because the things like butter, uh, beef, even dairy fat, um, Those things provide saturated fat, which is a stable fat. That's where the term saturated comes from, is a hydrogen bond. Um, They're all saturated. So basically, it's in a safe state to where when it's heated up, like in the body, it's not going to become unstable and like rancid. So it's going to keep the cells strong and it won't become leaky because of those bonds that are there. So, um, yeah, polyunsaturated fats can be a big issue and especially balance. You know, I preach balance and you're not getting the balance of good fats if you're, if you're filtering those out. So the, the place that those polyunsaturated fats that are highly processed becomes an issue is when you're not getting the whole food saturated fat to balance it out. So you don't want to bombard them with just that. And that's essentially what you're doing. If you're putting them on a lower fat diet and they need that for hormones, for their brain chemicals, for their nervous system to feel calm and to be stable.
1: So I have a question for you because I I think you just solved my son's problem. Um, where if he's... Special, So he's on a self-imposed restrictive diet. Mm. Is there like a supplement or something alternative that you could give him to get those fats?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. One that's really good is it's called Nano EPA, DHA, and it has like fish oil, but it's emulsified. So it goes right into the system. The body doesn't have to work really hard to break it down because like I was talking about how the gallbladder can have issues, which processes fat when they're only getting that processed polyunsaturated fat, this bypasses that issue. So if they've you know, been used to that kind of diet, it will still get absorbed. It'll still go to their brain. And that has shown a lot of benefit for people with neurological issues, especially kids. That's the main priority for who it's, priori- for who it's prescribed to. And they have it in like a lemon flavor, a cream sigil flavor, um, and I don't know if he prefers like liquid or, um, you know, gel caps or what. But this is a liquid, and I mean every kid that I know of has has liked it. So it's something
1: I could like put in his drink, and he could drink it. Like,
0: yep. He That's will how love. they
1: tend to take it. Okay. Yeah, because he's got. He says his stomach feels better when it's empty, and he gets severe constipation issues. oh wow and the doctors just keep telling us to go do probiotics and give him you know my or pepto tablets and make sure he gets you know the one with magnesium in it and just let it go like there's something Uh he's missing so like while he's healthy I go well that's great but he's missing something because a seven-year-old shouldn't have stomach problems
0: normally I know yeah exactly exactly and that links To what I was saying about the gallbladder, because your gallbladder, which, again, needs those healthy fats, it controls your bowel movements. And that's what people don't realize is when you're not getting um, the nutrients for your gallbladder, like choline, um, which used to be like a required nutrient, but it's no longer listed on any of the supplements or as a requirement. um, You would be amazed how well that works. You can take it... um, once a day with every meal like 500 milligrams or maybe start slow with like 250 milligrams so like one capsule is what that would be if you can even do that I know they have it in powders it's just an idea that of something he might be missing there are foods that have choline in it too often it's um in animal-based products like eggs and um, liver does have Choline in it but you want to make sure that you're getting you know this minimum amount i aim for at least 500 milligrams a day but i do best when i have 500 milligrams five times a day or i mean three times a day like with every meal because especially if you've grown up with a sick gallbladder which when i was his age i had constipation too and i i was really picky in my parents you know let me be um so, it could be that I'm making up for that deficit that I used to have by supplementing now and it just gives your gallbladder, which is the organ that emulsifies fats and again controls the bowel movements um, and it, it will, you know, when it controls the bowel movements, it will also cause your stomach to empty because it kind of all works together. Um, then that will help kind of cleanse the gallbladder and, you know, rebuild that, good bile. So, and then the fat will help the nano EPA DHA that I mentioned would help with that too. Um, yeah. And there's also something called phosphatidylcholine. It's like a powder. You might be able to mix that well into, um, into drinks. I don't know if he drinks like smoothies and stuff or what he drinks, but it's pretty much, you know, not noticeable at all. If it's in like a smoothie, it's just the texture, but it it becomes completely creamy. If it's, you know, mixed enough, I've just never tried with juice. So I'll have to look into that and see because it's super, you know, important for the brain.
1: Right. Like he loves um like flavored waters, strawberry, anything mm-hmm. strawberry is good.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: But he I'll has been,
0: been
1: very picky about supplements. Like he won't even take melatonin anymore. And because right. know, course, uh, uh, he won't, unless his stomach is really bothering him, he won't take a, sup- a stomach supplement.
0: Yeah, you really have to sneak it, it sounds like. That's tough. So he doesn't drink smoothies then? I would assume not.
1: No, he don't do dairy.
0: Other than cheese on a
1: pizza, he doesn't do dairy.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: He's my complicated little monster, which is not a bad thing. He's a good kid. He's just...
0: No, I understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, you know, we've been fighting doctors for while now about what to do with it and they're like his appendix was inflamed but not enough for them to mm-hmm. want to do anything with it because he's autistic. Mm-hmm. you
0: know wow and yeah, constipation look. has a major effect on the appendix which you may already know but that's generally the cause yep yeah that's tough But hopefully, you know, you can find things that he enjoys. and I mean, there are a lot of products out there, which makes it really nice. Um, Like, I know there are some liquid forms of the phosphatidylcholine I mentioned. It's combined with other products like vitamin C or multivitamins, but it sounds like that wouldn't necessarily be a problem for him. Like, maybe he would benefit from a multivitamin anyway. Um uh, we <laughs> Yeah,
1: well a lot of stuff, um I buy like a powder format or I buy the, the capsule and then I'll take it out of the capsule and put it in his mm-hmm. like pop that he'll drink. Or okay. I'll put it um in a flavored water. mhm, And okay, he doesn't so even works. notice it. Yeah. What okay. you don't know mm-hmm. won't we'll hurt him. But like you been on a kick and um Peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. Yes, Reese's peanut butter cups. So he's <laughs> so he's getting a little bit more um, protein. I save the containers. They come in and I make some myself where I use dark chocolate. And mm-hmm. homemade, um, peanut butter with a little bit of olive oil in it. Mm-hmm. And then I wrap That's it back brilliant. up and reseal it.
0: Oh my gosh. You are
1: so dedicated. Well, because he reads the labels. Oh my gosh. And so like, wow. They were out of Hershey's candy bars and I bought generic and they sit in my fridge because it doesn't say Hershey. So Uh peanut butter cups have to say Reese's.
0: Pancakes have
1: to be Hungry Jack. (laughs) So I have to keep containers and put things that resemble it in those containers
0: wow yeah I mean there's lots of stuff that you can sneak into those like I'm sure the, phosphatidyl, the phosphatidylcholine powder you could mix into pancakes pretty much any recipe I mean it's just an emulsifier um, if you're making some of those recipes speaking of in into packages that's, that's so epic Gosh, you deserve an award for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they used to come out with a really good product called Sneaks. And it was designed for kids that were special that were on limited diets or health issues with limited diets. Mm -hmm. And it was basically like a meal in a powder format. So you could sneak it into the pancake mix or sneak it into a Uh smoothie. And it didn't survive covid So I've been looking for a new version of it.
0: Okay. So what what it had was basically protein, fat, and carbs, and all the vitamins. Or just all the vitamins. Okay. It
1: had a little bit of everything, and it was designed to put it in, like when they make pancakes, or when you give them, you know, a glass of milk or something in between. It's not designed as a one meal supplement it's designed to mm-hmm. add a little bit to everything you eat to help fortify right. yeah there's
0: a site that I not I have it but I'm on it I wonder it has a lot of really good and unique like supplements So I wonder if they would have it there I'll have to get you a link to that or maybe do some searching myself. Because um, they also have that nano EPA DP, DHA that so I'll get you a link to. Please do. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm curious what like a, a, a diet is, but that's okay if you don't want to. Sure. He eats potatoes but I He mean, does It is what it is basically
1: so. uh, I've learned A couple of years ago cause He's only 7 so I can't say I learned years ago But um, I Don't fight him on his food I just let him eat uh-huh. Otherwise What you're doing is you're basically just creating A chaos of I will not eat and I will starve myself
0: Right That's awful. Yeah, I understand. Well, I hope some of that can help. That really sucks that that product was discontinued, so I hope that can be a replacement for it.
1: Someday. Yeah. We just need our medical system to... Upgrade or you know um, follow the path and you know um, adjust to the times and not stay in the fifties.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll take everyone into account. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but that's great that you're using chocolate. I mean, chocolate's really good for the metabolism. I mean, the dark chocolate, the saturated fats in there are really good. So that helps with the balance of some of those pro-metabolic and stable fats. So, I mean, I love, you know, incorporating different stuff into my, like, baked goods and things like that. Like, if I can grind up an herb that I know has benefits and I won't even taste it, you know, and just throw it into a smoothie or throw it into, like, make a flour out of it and throw it into a baked good, and you feel so good knowing you're eating that um, medicinal but awesome tasting item. Right? So it sounds like you've got it down. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I just, I feel bad for a lot of parents that are trying to do what's best but then we are surrounded by so much information because there's mm-hmm. so many people out there that aren't trained properly and start telling you this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, and start pulling all this stuff away. And we're sh- the kids are struggling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even just adults mm-hmm. are struggling. Mm-hmm. With the, and um, you can become
0: kind of a victim To even predators Who are you know Trying to help but you know Kind of Playing on that Right You know like now
1: it's like Everybody says the first thing you know They ask is you know t- Anytime you have like a health Issue it's like taking You have to take gluten out of your diet Completely mm-hmm. It's supposed to fix everything
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't fall for that because it can just make things more miserable. I mean, gluten and wheat is a really good prebiotic, so it can actually have a big contribution to the microbiome. And it's really about your metabolism. If, if you're not metabolizing things well, if, if you're not running at an optimal metabolic rate, then you're not going to be able to digest food. And wheat can have those potential allergens, But you need to fix the person, not remove all those things, because eventually you're going to remove everything. You're going to remove what? There's an issue with lectins, apparently, in um, vegetables. So those can be unhealthy. There's an issue with dairy. Dairy's the devil, apparently. And then there's people that will say there's something bad with meat, you know. And then eventually you're just going to not be eating anything because you're trying to do everything right. But you can truly find something wrong with everything. You really need to just optimize the human system so it can eat things. I mean, that's how humans survived is by eating what was available. Right, and we forget
1: that, that. You know, we are designed to eat many different things and do many different things. We're not, you know, one size fits all. system
0: right and even in the Paleolithic era you know they found grains in the teeth of the, our ancestors so that argument is kind of bunk but yeah anyway. I don't think wheat's the problem at all I used to think I was allergic to actually I would even get a rash when I would eat it but then once I what I needed to do is um, fix my gut, which for me, that was, and this might be a little TMI, but I do think it's really important for people to know, um, I had to get rid of parasites. And that completely got rid of my intolerance to various things. I used to not be able to tolerate milk as well. I would get like a really fast heartbeat when I drink milk. And there are actually proteins and parasites that can cross-react with, Some of those common quote-unquote allergens, even allergens like in the air to certain flowers and stuff, can cross-react with like the byproducts of parasites. And most people don't realize that they have parasites. They don't think it's possible, but yet we deworm our dogs every month. You know, if you have a dog, that's idealist. Deworm, Deworm them monthly or even farm animals and things like that we're coming into contact with a lot of the same things they are. You know, if you walk barefoot on the ground ever, even produce, if you don't perfectly wash every little inch of it, you know, and even other people, especially kids, can get things like pinworms or other, any parasite really, but pinworms are more common. You can breathe in parasite eggs just from like dust because it tends to be in the soil. And this isn't to freak anyone out. Like you shouldn't be living a life, in fear or anything like that. It's just to demonstrate that they exist and we should really be, you know, regularly, at least once a year, you know, just taking something that addresses parasites, you know, and then you don't have to worry about it. It's, it's what most of the ancient cultures around the world have done, you know, for centuries. There's a tradition for detoxing parasites pretty much everywhere. You know, you can eat something like papaya seeds, just a few of them, And you'll be surprised that that can actually help decrease and get rid of all of the parasite eggs if you just do that for a week. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to necessarily buy some fancy supplement, even though, you know, some people do better with them, or even a drug necessarily. But there are things that, you know, you can do at home that we should all be doing and just be aware of. But parasites can cause all kinds of symptoms. That's a whole... That's the whole topic. Right. I mean, that can cause hair loss. That can cause poor metabolism, you know, itchiness, um, acne, weight gain, or too much weight loss, depending on the type of parasite. And unfortunately, the testing that's done for them is not often accurate because when parasites are in the stool, they release an enzyme that dissolves them within 24 hours. So... A lot of times, there can be someone that, like, will you know, give a, a stool sample that has like a visible parasite on it, and it still tests negative. So, I mean, it's a really gross topic. I understand why people don't want to think about it, but it's just it's one of the most important things for health that people may not realize. That's why they're sensitive to a bunch of different things and just feeling bad. I mean, parasites can make you feel crazy. They can cause symptoms that are like. Even like a mental illness, not saying that everyone with a mental illness is, you know, you should always listen to your doctor and take medication that you need, but it's good to know that they can manifest things like depression or symptoms like depression and anxiety because of the inflammatory chemicals that they release. They just release nasty stuff. And they can cause issues with the gallbladder and the liver as well. And that's really important. That's probably one of the most important things to address is the liver and gallbladder. You can try to address those, but if you're not addressing parasites, it's possible you'll maintain those issues and just be fighting an uphill battle. That can cause constipation as well because, like I said, the gallbladder needs to be, you know, working properly to have those regular bowel movements. But it's a whole rabbit no. hole no that's
1: it I actually had a question about that because you know there was that trend going on for a while there where and I don't know if it still is or not where people were taking worms to lose weight
0: oh gosh yeah that's horrifying <laughs> I wasn't aware of that but I believe it like a tapeworm it, I assume yes
1: and, like, parents were giving it to their kids, and the kids weren't even knowing it because they felt their body was <sighs> overweight. So that way they could still eat what they wanted to eat, but still, you know.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is absolutely horrifying yeah i mean see tapeworms they can cause the weight loss and then the roundworms tend to cause the weight gain but there's so many other issues i mean that just goes to show how much people put weight loss on a pedestal because that can rob them of their nutrients like parasites will steal the nutrients that you need to actually keep weight loss up in the long term and they'll literally lose all their nutrients and a lot of times people that are overweight they're eating so much because they're so depleted of nutrients and it's their body giving them cravings to try to restore those nutrients but they're not eating the foods that are nutrient rich so they just keep eating and they never satisfied so it's robbing the body of what it's asking for ultimately right it just yeah like yeah.
1: kind of stuff it just creep me out
0: scary <laughs> yeah The the concept is really, really scary. And I just saw actually yesterday a study about how people will take hookworms because apparently it can help um, like with things like autoimmunity because it basically distracts the immune system. But people just see the results and they think that it's good. You know, everybody doesn't understand like the physiology of the body. They just see the outcome. That's why it's so important to know the root cause and the way that the body works together as much as possible because, yeah, you don't want to take a hookworm. It will rob you of nutrients. It will cause a lot of issues down the road, and there are better ways to balance the immune system. Yeah.
1: Everybody wants the quick fix. Either the doctor does uh-huh. it or nature does
0: it. Yeah. Definitely. And it can be hard to heal. You know, sometimes you feel worse. Like when you cleanse parasites, they kind of put up a fight. They release those chemicals that make you feel bad and you can have like a die off reaction. Same with when you're fighting something like Lyme, which is also a major culprit for a huge amount of symptoms and people, what people think are diseases, but it can actually be the Lyme bacteria. But you know, you really have to have perseverance and understand why you're doing what you're doing, and support the body through it, so you don't have those symptoms. But the only way you can do that is if you know how, and hopefully you understand how the body works together. Just unfortunate that things are so compartmentalized that, like, the doctors want to take an easy way out. They they're not there to educate you. No, they're not just, even they're there. They're educated God. in a holistic way. Yeah. Largely, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's my whole motivation for what I do, and that's why I got so passionate about nutrition when I met my mentor, is she wanted her, you know, um, her major thing was just getting to the root cause and solving symptoms as quickly as possible, but by, by getting to the root cause, and she wanted to make it so her patients didn't need her anymore because she taught them and that's my ultimate goal as well. I want people to understand so they don't rely on me so they can take control of their health.
1: And understand that it's in your own power to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not this, like, sacred, inaccessible knowledge. It's out there, you know, and you deserve to know it. But that's the key phrase yeah but um yeah and my website page that gets to the root of a lot of issues even my homepage, it's like find the root cause of what it, you know causing you issues and I try to you know get into a lot of issues that people have and explain the reason behind it so once again if anyone has any questions about a specific symptom i'm so happy to research that and if you're having that issue then it's likely other people are so i'm happy to learn about it and publish it for everyone yeah but thank you for having me on i really appreciate it it's always a privilege because i I learn new things every day oh yeah that's good I'm really glad to hear that and to help and I'll get you those links I'll do it right away so I don't forget awesome thank
1: you okay have a good one you too okay bye bye